0: new to the jeremiah show it's the angel baby show this is the story of two sisters talking about the things they love most pop culture social media entertainment music and fashion and now the
1: angel baby show featuring elise and ava lynn hey
2: everyone welcome back to the angel baby show i'm ava lynn And I'm Elise. We have a really fun kind of, I don't wanna say random episode, but we have some like career, getting agents, making money off TikTok tips. And then we also are gonna have some rapid fire questions. Elise has three really great interviews, some short, quick interviews. Um, But yeah, no, it's kind of funny. We don't even know where the time went. I feel like People are already going back to school, um, especially Southern colleges, you know, they're like going in for rush week, um, which is crazy to me. Like our little sister starts sophomore year um, in like a week or something crazy. Yeah. No, I know my sense of time is just so confusing right now. And we have so much to talk about and we can continue talking about it on, on on the podcast and on the radio show. But yeah, so, I guess we'll just kind of start, like I thought we could just kind of check in, give an update on like what we've been up to. And then um, in the next section, I'm really excited. I have three super awesome interviews that I'm going to share, very related to like the industry. So I can learn a bit more about it while you guys can learn a bit more about it. Um, The first one, I'm interviewing a former SNL actor, and now the writer-director of a revenge thriller called Rushed. I interview Saboan Fallon Hogan. Um, And then next, I interview the producer on the Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody, Tanner Beard. He's also the co-founder of the Mammoth Film Festival, so it's great talking to him. And then last but not least, I interviewed a talent agent, Joe Lorenzo, who gave really good tips on just what he's looking for and representation and in the industry. Um, obviously, right now, the entertainment and film industry is kind of in shambles with the strikes going on right now. We've got the writer's strike and the sag after strike. So it's a very interesting time in this industry. But that being said, for the past century there have always been movies and there have always been entertainment and people will always want to watch something. So I think we can always talk about it and we can always move forward. So I'm really excited to get into those interviews and also share a little bit about things I've been looking into. So that's kind of just a quick a quick what's to come on Angel Baby's show, at least on the entertainment end. But I think Ava and I, we also wanted to talk a little bit about I guess I guess we could start with just maybe what after this summer, like what some of our goals are, some of the things we've been tapping into, things we've been watching, um, kind of taking some time for ourselves. We're both working remote right now, so we've spent a lot of time together. and um, I don't know, is there anything you want to share Ava, something you've like been into lately or studying lately? Yeah, if anyone's watching the video version of this, my light died. So in the middle of your amazing reveal, I was plugging in my light. Um, it's actually the Alex Earl light. Um, Mine died too. I know. It I know. I, anyway, you need to you need to like plug it in while you're recording because sometimes it dies because it's such like a great bright light. Um, so if you look up literally on Amazon, Alex Earl light, it's so nice. It literally comes with a clip. It like clips onto anything. I was actually using it this morning. I was trying to get digitals because um, any agency, any modeling agency, um, even like. Even acting agencies, you just need digitals, you know, very basic black top, black pants, usually high heels because um, you want to look taller. Um, so I was doing digitals this um, this morning. Uh, I know I woke up this morning because I, usually I I work from like eight to five and I'm usually the first one up and I wake up and Ava's like fully dressed in this black <laughs> head doing like. And I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, oh, I'm doing digitals for like submitting to agencies and modeling agencies. And I was like, wow, like what am I doing with my life? <laughs> no, I, anyone like, if you've seen me this whole summer, I've been waking up so late. My mom gets mad at me. It's so bad. Um, but yeah, no, I've really just been looking at agencies and then I have really been researching how to make money. For, like, the content creators um, of the world, how to get ads, how to get brand deals, things like that. On TikTok, Instagram isn't like this, but on TikTok, literally, bare minimum, you have to have 10K in order to create and sign up for this, like, TikTok creator next. And once you have 10K, there's all of these tools that you'll find in your settings on TikTok that teach you like fan engagement, they give you like diagrams. They still give you diagrams even without 10K. But um there's a bunch of videos. It's even like I looked up some like, okay, well how do you get 10K? Um, there's a lot of like kind of algorithms that people have kind of found. And it's like first you post three TikToks a day. One is like with a trending audio. One is like from Instagram or from Pinterest, you kind of like pull from a different platform. And then another is, um, a talking one or like a singing one. Um, so it's just kind of funny. Like I've been researching a lot, like, um, how to sign up, how to get, how to make money off of TikTok. Um, so that's kind of like a goal I have on, um, for like, the last month of summer just to kind of maybe possibly get to that 10k while posting three yeah. three times a day um but you know you never know with tiktok it's just like a hit or miss all the time with every video it's like one video you'll spend so much time on and you're like this is it this is what's gonna go viral yeah. and then the one that goes viral is like what you just would not expect to go viral so no but you it know is such it. a like i mean it It's just one of those things that I feel like I never got into. And it could have been so helpful for the industry and just anything because it's so really easy to kind of just, I mean, I know so many of my friends that are not famous and are not pursuing any career in entertainment that just will get 3 million views on a funny they posted. And it's just, it's very random, but it's also, there's a lot of opportunity there. And I find myself lately because I was always late to the TikTok game. Like I never really went on it. I never used it but then now like if i really want to just learn like a quick tutorial mm-hmm. on something the whether it, it could be anything like something to buy something like if i i'm packing for college and i just want to find like a really movable easy packing system i will go on to tiktok and find something or like a makeup brand or relationship advice i mean it's weird but i have been using it a lot for just google honestly and no, literally sam so if you i mean And I think you, of all people, Ava, like just with you're already following from The Voice, like TikTok would be such a great place for you. And you do. You submit singing videos. I love some of your like photography dumps. Um, (laughs) Well, no, I mean, I am definitely trying to take tips from. And also it's just. uh, I don't know. I have such a hard time with this. I get so embarrassed posting. Yeah. I get so embarrassed. And I'm not even posting things that I would be embarrassed of. It's just the act of posting on TikTok and being like a TikTok content person. It's just embarrassing for me, but I I just have to get over it because I really want to make money. I need to make money. (laughs) Um, And I feel like... uh, TikTok is a great platform for me to like make money off of. So anyway, if you're interested in making money off of TikTok, um, you can try and see if I get to that 10k on my TikTok. Um, I'll well, probably, can, I'll be annoying people just posting all the time, but hopefully. No, I but you through. can let people know too because I. You can keep, you can keep everyone updated on your TikTok journey as we, yeah. as we do the podcast. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll tell you guys how it's going. I think I lost a follower. I did the like three, I did the three videos yesterday <laughs> and I lost a follower. That's so, anyway, my TikTok is just my name, Evelyn Lynn Thurison, So you guys can, if you guys see me, yeah. be the next Alex Earl. You heard it here first. I'm really trying. I'm doing the three videos a day, but, oh, um, was- but yeah, no, I know at least you're working on things too for like for the end of the summer kind of goals before getting back into college? Yeah. Well, before, before I get into that never ending to-do list, I don't know about, I just sometimes get into these, like, right before I go to bed, I'll just watch something or something and I'll just add, I have like the longest to-do list and it just, and then I'll make like other to-do lists. And then I don't, I forget about those ones. And then I have to go back and find, like, I'm just such a mess. I feel like there's so many and the more people you talk to and the more advice you get, there's honestly just more things you could be doing that you're not doing, which can be so stressful. Um, but I, I wanted to share like one, when you were talking about like random TikTok videos, I am not on TikTok. Like I don't post anything. I've never been good at it. And I remember like just talking about like random, because it is just so random. I, when I was in England, I visited my friend who was studying (laughs) abroad at Oxford and I stayed with her for the week and she was showing me all around and I loved it. I'm a literature major, So I love like the history and I took like a a video of like a tea party I went to and I just played like Alice in Wonderland in the background. And I woke up the next day and I got so many views from that. And I, I know I was like private, like I didn't even know people followed me on TikTok and I was so confused. But that just shows you like if I can get that and I don't even use the app the right way, then like really anyone can. It, it is fascinating. And I I would love to see you kind of go after TikTok a bit more because it is such an industry now. It's crazy. No, it really is. And honestly, I think this is a lesson just in life, too, is like the less hard I try, like if I just don't try as hard and I come across as like down to earth and normal the like more people engage, the more people like it. Like that TikTok that you posted with the Alice in Wonderland teacups and everything. Like you weren't trying, you weren't thinking about, oh, well, this is going to get views and stuff. you were just like, this is so cute, you know? And yeah, people loved it because you liked it. So that's just something in life, I think. But but yeah, no. Next, after the break, we're going to have Elise's um, interviews. And I'm really excited. I know Tanner Beard, he we follow like i think all of us kind of follow each other on instagram now and he's so nice he invited us to the mammoth like film festival in march yeah and we watched the whitney houston um biopic so it was yeah and it was really that was really and i think it's going to be a good interview section because we've got like a, com- a comedian, really, like a former SNL actress who's now writing and directing. And there's just so many. Everyone I talk to, I swear, like if you're a producer, you've written things, you've acted in things. They all really mesh together in some ways. But so we have her and she talks about putting her story together. Um, I really enjoyed interviewing her, um, Spoen. And then I have Tanner Beard, who was so nice and really just humble did not remind me of an industry person and i mean that in the nicest way possible like i thought he was like a mountain man when i was talking to him because <laughs> i don't know he gave very like skiing energy and then um and then joe lorenzo's great because he kind of segues into what i'm going to talk about in our next section which is if you're an actor getting representation as an agent so um i'm very excited for awesome. the three interviews and they'll be here right after the break. First interview we have today on The Angel Baby Show um, is former SNL actor and now the writer and director of the revenge thriller, Rushed, Saboan Fallon Hogan. I'm super excited to talk to her today. So we're here to talk about you and more particularly, your upcoming film, Rush. Let's party,
3: eh? Huh? We're gonna take a shot. High five, baby. Bring shots over here. Yeah, I think he's He's fine, Jesse.
0: Jimmy, can you hear me? Not responding, guys. After an extensive state police department investigation, all parties have found the university not liable.
2: Before we get into the actual film, I kind of want to talk about your previous career, because looking at it, you're from SNL, your relationship with Chris Farley, you've been in Men in Black, Forrest Gump, Holes. And from my experience, those are all very comedic, light, heartwarming films. and. What made you wanna dive in and write a serious thriller about hazing and fraternity?
1: You know, it's funny, the movie that's coming out August 27th, my film is called Rushed, and it is a revenge thriller. And people say that to me because I have done a lot of comedies, um, SNL, as you say. and all. As a mom, no matter how funny you are, if you worry at night when your kids go out, you're sometimes in the fetal position thinking, I hope they get home safely. Then when they go off to college, it's a whole d- different ball game because you have no control anymore.
2: You know, there's a lot of like thrillers out there and they're scary but they don't really hit close to home and this one I think so many people they're going to have a little bit of that fear. I think a lot of moms can relate and even just the college hazing part of it it's just
1: so scary for me to watch. So the beginning part of the film is very funny. And then when when everything happens and there's that crazy twist and becomes the crazy thriller you see that you know, as I say, hell hath no fury like a mother scorn. What are, what are you saying to me? Send me the photo. And in the film, Robert Patrick plays my husband he, um, from the Terminator, and Jake Weary, who's in Animal Kingdom, is also in it. To say they hit home runs is unbelievable. Robert Patrick is so gives the most moving performance, and is also very funny. And. Mm-hmm. And, and Jake Weary, it's just like extreme how far this guy goes. So many of the cast are friends of mine that I, you know, have worked with forever and trusted and knew they were great actors.
2: I always admire when directors and screenwriters, they know who they want in their films. And they know there's something about working with someone in the past. Like you just, you already have that natural chemistry. Completely. So well together.
1: Yes. I mean, and the way I structured the whole thing was people lived in cottages together they lived in houses together because that's what Lars von Trier does he has everybody it's like it's almost like doing a play so there's no above the line and below the line like they talk in Hollywood this was an effort and when you see the movie you'll see how well the chemistry is just unbelievable I think so many
2: people are going to be able to relate to this film and feel that fear that you're conveying in your role so where can we see this when does it come
1: out everything so okay, the film will be out August 27th in theaters, and it will also be on streamers the same day. So if it's not in your town or someone's town for some reason, it will be on streamers. i just really excited for people to see it because I think it's really gonna resonate and the timing is perfect with Back to School.
2: right. I just had an unbelievable interview with Saboan. She couldn't have been more down to earth and really just inspiring to talk to. Um, And now I am going to interview the producer of the Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody, and um, founder of the Mammoth Film Festival, Tanner Beard. Woo! I'm Lise Thurston, and today I will be interviewing actor, producer, and co-founder of the Mammoth Film Festival, Tanner Beard. You make films, act, you're hosting film festivals for filmmakers, but now you're the executive producer of the Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Because I've heard you actually make an appearance in the movie.
4: As executive producer, being in it, cheap labor. Uh, there was actually several scenes that were cut from the movie It's such a big scale right. of a story um, that uh, we were all just kind of finding our places uh, in front of the camera if we could make it. But uh, yeah, I've been acting for a long time, and. Uh, Cool thing about this movie is, I actually got to produce it with family members of mine. My myself, my mom, and uh, my sister all got to be executive producers on this with uh, people like Jeff Caligari, who I've made like eight movies with, and uh-huh. Dennis Salovich is one of the biggest producers in the game, but. The creators of the film very very much took their time in telling the story correctly. This is a true American dream story. This is a true American dream tale. You know, any red blooded human can identify with that. Getting to see the actress Naomi Aki portray the character and wanting to hum- humanize her because she was such an iconic figure. Um, is going to be something everybody's going to be really excited about. There's like 20, 30 songs performed in this, so like I said, when you see uh, see Naomi do her thing, uh, it's, it's hands down just very, very just overwhelmingly good performance. So there's like eight Oscar uh, winners on the crew, you mm-hmm. know, so like costume, hair, sound, makeup, it's all like you're working with all these Oscar winners just watching like the best of the best.
2: So that's not Naomi singing, it's Whitney.
4: You know, it's interesting, that's a great question. Um, it's actually both, you know, it's a hybrid. Oh. And Naomi had to sing in that movie. Uh-huh. doesn't have to sound like Whitney, nobody can, but that's where <laughs> uh, the sound engineers that are so good at what they do like I said even on the day when we were shooting and then all of a sudden it would like kind of line up and you'd like take your headphones off and be like is that, is that Naomi or, any, or I can't even tell anymore
2: interesting but so they
4: knew what they were doing
2: <laughs> what is your favorite Whitney Houston song
4: I've been asked this you know I, I her rendition of the Star Spangled Banner is so mm-hmm. great but uh, I love this new mix of the higher love song yeah uh, that's yeah. so good. It's just like a good jam. And uh, that's even like kind of recent. So uh, I, I don't know. It's between those two. Maybe, maybe it's got to have a hook. The hook? Yeah, I'll give it a hook.
2: <laughs> All right. I just had an absolutely wonderful interview with Tanner Beard. It was so great talking to him and just seeing how these movies are put together. Um, now, on the other side of the industry, I am really excited to interview Joe Lorenzo. He's a talent agent. He's represented some actors that I used to have a crush on and Pretty Little Liars. So I'm super excited to hear what he has to say about them. All right. Well, hi, I'm Elise Thurston. And today I'm interviewing Hollywood talent manager, casting director, and CEO of Society Performers Academy, Joe Lorenzo. Uh, Welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you today.
3: Thanks for having me.
2: Um, Yeah, so I'm really excited to speak to you because you've pretty much launched young actors into every TV show and movie I grew up watching from Sydney Sweeney and Euphoria and White Mm -hmm. Lotus. Even if he wasn't a top, it doesn't mean he was femme. He could have still been butch, dad. To Tyler Blackburn, I always had a crush on Caleb and Pretty Little Liars.
4: I never want to spend another day without you, ever the rest of my life.
3: I, I just, I loved the inner workings of the industry. I do cast, I actually just cast two little projects for, for a friend of mine, Danielle Nicolet, who's on The Flash. She's directing this little piece. And I, she said, will you help me? And I said, yes. So I just did it. Literally just did it in the last two weeks. In 2017 is when I stopped managing Tyler and Asiana Alexis on 13 Reasons and, and all of those. And I said, I wanted to go with on the development side. And the development side is Society Performers Academy. When I started Society Performers Academy in 2017, I was just looking to help a few actors. I was just looking to, you know, maybe coach them myself or whatever it was and just bestow the knowledge that I had learned for the past 17 years in management, casting and producing. And then it grew to this thing where we're now nationwide online we've got brick and mortar studios we do pop-ups in uh, other cities we are in nationwide in canada
2: yeah okay that's literally leading to so many of my future questions because we like, <laughs>
3: hey, oh, can talk a lot so yeah. No, okay. no
2: it's perfect because i was going to ask like one of the questions was well just to clarify society performers is this for child actors
3: and young? it child? is it's dangerous- ages it's ages five to 17. We don't do ages four to six online anymore, just because it's really tough for the younger ones. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do a handful of them, but we only do a half an hour just because they don't really, they don't love sitting in front of a screen.
2: Do you have advice for self tapes and filming from home? Any like quick tricks, something you recommend?
3: get those softbox lights. I'm telling you, I think they sell them two or three in a bag from, um, from Amazon. And they literally, you know, you set one or two up in your house and, and, or if you can't do that, honestly, just make sure that there's a window in front of you. This business is a lot about preparation meets like serendipity, like or meets luck. Really things happen in all in due time as well. Parents, whoever's listening to this, like, Don't put so much pressure. It could happen today or it could happen in 60 auditions, you know? You never know.
2: welcome back to the angel baby show i just had three amazing interviews i'm so honored that i got to speak with them i spoke with former snl actress saboen on her film rushed that she wrote and directed um i also interviewed the producer tanner beard from he produced the whitney houston um biopic which i highly recommend seeing if you haven't and then also, I interviewed a talent agent, Joe Lorenzo, and they were all so interesting to talk to, very unique in their own fields. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of nerve-wracking talking to people that you admire so much. and just, But it is so helpful for anyone wanting to go into the industry just to hear their stories and how they got started and success tips. I think that's one of the keys to, to building your career is just talking to other people, which I'm so thankful that I get to do that on this radio show. Yeah, I agree with that. I think even, you know, if you don't have a a podcast or a radio show, it's kind of like that professor's office hours thing when you just are like, can I have five minutes of your time to like ask you something about your career, ask you something about class or ask you something about something I don't understand. Um, And people for the majority of times are always going to be really, you know, they want to talk about themselves and they want to talk about, you know, like their achievements and what they can contribute to life. So I know those interviews that you do, Lisa, and the interviews that we do on angel baby show, we're always super grateful for, especially, you know, as two people that want to work in entertainment. And so any advice, any, um, opening doors is, is much appreciated in this industry. So um, yeah, we're really excited to be back from those really great interviews. Um, I know, Elise, you've obviously taken a lot from, you've done a lot of interviews, the majority I'd say so far. Um, so I know that you wanted to talk briefly about um, just agents in general. Yeah. No, um, thank you. I, I want to like after talking to Joe Lorenzo, my last interview. He's a talent agent. Um, He works with like little kids, but I thought that would be a really great topic to kind of tell you about, and then kind of help me as I'm. I think sometimes like teaching someone else about something helps you with yourself because um, with acting, I've I've really realized that um, the key to like a successful acting career is truly just to have somebody help you and lead you in the right direction, help you get opportunities, get a job, negotiate with contracts and, you know, all the things that an actor really wants so that the actor can kind of just focus on their craft. And so that's where an agent and representation really comes in. And um, in this, in this section right now, I think we're going to really focus on um, what an agent is, why, why an actor should have one. How do you get an agent? Um, and why it's so important. So, um, just to give some backstory, I've done a lot of acting in middle school, high school, and college, and I've never had an agent. But it's always something that I wanted to do. And I think just with school and writing, I've always kind of been. I've never fully put my. I, I don't. You know, like you, you get a little spread thin. And so, when I look into, the, but most people I talk to, they say like. Oh, well, just get an agent. It's so easy. Just get an agent and then they'll get you. And I'm thinking, how? Like, literally how? What What do you do? And so um, for a long time, I would, for example, like um, when you're you a working actor, you're trying to get into acting, maybe you want experience. Maybe you just want footage of you on camera so that you can show people that you know how to act. Um, I would go on to Actors Access or Backstage, which I highly recommend. It's a great place to start and you set up a profile and you self submit for auditions and it's all self taped now so it's really like you can really do it anywhere you can live anywhere and so um something that i started to do was i went on at actors access and i started to self submit and i would get weirdly like i kind of did it almost just to test it out and people would get back to me and it was always non union low budget short films student films commercials but hey it was work and i loved it and so i would audition for them And I actually did one. I did one and we filmed it in Ridge Cucamonga. And it was like a commercial for an anime um, video game. But I had a great time and I talked to some other actors. And I think that's just kind of the key, like just actively doing things. But the problem with that is, you know, these were all very low budget. Some of them were unpaid. And it could be kind of exhausting for the actor because you were trying to Kind of find your way through all these websites and roles, and you didn't really know what's going to actually help me with my time and energy, and what's going to be the most productive with my time and energy. And so, I think that's where having an agent really comes in handy because it's somebody who has access to roles and agencies and films that anyone wouldn't be able to research. You know, it's highly secretive breakdown that um, only an agent with the right with the right credits can see and so they can bring you roles as an actor they can bring you work for an actor and so i kind of got to a point in my life where i was like if i do want to pursue acting like i'm going to need representation because i know myself and i think having someone to kind of say hey this audition is due in three days you need to send me a self-tape that is so much more motivating than me just going to short films on a college campus and so um I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that before I get into no, it? No, I mean, I'm really just curious in like literally how you get one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I totally see like, I mean, trust me, like having someone to book the gigs and like someone reached out to me in Nashville and they were like, our job is to book your gigs, you know, no strings attached. And I'm like, Oh, that's so nice. Like you don't yeah. have to reach out to anyone. So yeah, I'd really just love to hear like steps, I guess. Yeah, I know. And it's and I'm just kind of going to go through what I've what people have told me, Um, people, actors I know that have agents, how they got their agents. There really is. There are so many ways to do it. There's really no right way. There's no direct way, which kind of sucks. But these are some of the things that I'm going to um, share in this video. Um, I just, you know, an agent can also represent singers, musicians, writers, producers, probably even athletes. I don't even know. And so really like there's just so many aspects to an agent. So that's one thing. So really anyone, even if you're not trying to be an actor, you can get something from this. Um, But I think the number one thing that I've heard from so many like young actresses, especially the ones from the last interview I did with Olga and Sammy, they all were in acting schools and they had a talent showcase and showcases are a great way where agents and managers will come to these showcases at acting schools and watch kids and students perform and when they watch you perform an agent sees your talent and they say I want you and then you know there's a couple ways you can do it you might go in for a meeting um one of my friends she had to do a few cold reads, and then they said, okay, we're going to send you to a few auditions, and if you get booked, we will sign you into the agency. So that is one really popular way to go through it, is to go to showcases. I know that like, if you're not in acting school, you can Google showcases, like talent showcases, commercial showcases if you want to be a commercial actor. And the the tough trick about that is sometimes you have to pay to be in these showcases. And so you're paying a lot of money to perform in front of these agents hoping that they will sign you. And I think that's when as an actor you really got to focus on your craft. You have to really know who you are. You have to have your headshots. You know, and then another thing that you can do and this is if you're not in acting school and this is another way to go about it is looking up and this is something that I do a lot is so if you go onto IMDb Pro and you get an IMDb Pro account you can look up actors and see who the agents are that represent them because sometimes like if me i don't even know what agencies besides CAA and UTA the really big ones so you go online and you look at these actors and try to look for smaller actors that are working and are on popular shows but maybe might not be household names because i don't think like Brad Pitt's agent is probably going to want to represent you know someone that is not an officially famous working actor. And so um, looking up on IMDb Pro, you can kind of be a private investigator and you can see like, okay, like this, we've been watching The Summer I turned Pretty, which is really popular right now. And if you go on to like some of the actors that maybe they're not the leads, maybe they're like a side character, but hey, they're on a hit Amazon TV series and they're a working actor. Look them up. What agency are they working on? Who are their agents? And then you can kind of keep track. Like, okay, these are some of the more boutique agencies that I probably have a higher chance of getting represented with. So then once you kind of have that information, when it comes to reaching out to agencies, it can be tough because a lot of people say, don't cold call, don't send a million emails, try to get a referral. So... That is tough too, because you know you want someone to represent you and you want someone to say good things about you so that an agent has a chance of looking at you. And I think that's where people just say, you know, do as much as you can. Let's say you are in a play and you're trying to get an agent's attention. Maybe you send them an email, a really personalized email about why you would love to be working for them. Please take a look, have a demo reel of some footage of you on camera, um, have a resume, have your headshots send it to the agent, and then maybe say like, oh, I'm going to play next week, buy them their ticket and have them come see you act. Because I think that is a really big key. They have to see you. They kind of have to know you or they have to want you, You know, and you don't want to chase them down. And it's a really kind of catch-22 process in my opinion. And I think that's where it is difficult to get an agent. There's also something that someone recommended to me On Actors Access, if you pay a fee, you can join Talent Link. So Actors Access is kind of set up where you self-submit yourself. You've got your photos, you've got your resume, um, you've got your measurements. But with Talent Link on Actors Access, it's kind of like Tinder or some dating profile where agents will look at people on Talent Link and kind of sign each other. This is where you have to be careful with scammers, though. They always say, like, if you ever have to pay someone to represent you. It's a scam. Do not pay anybody. Um, Try to talk to the agent. And then if you do have someone interested in you and someone is looking to sign with you, this is where you really need to ask the right questions and make sure that the agent is really has your best interest, sees your value, understands what you want, understand what they want, um so it's a really interesting game and you really have to kind of not rush into it in my opinion you have to really think about what do i want who am i do i feel ready you know am i even ready to have an agent like i think that's a big question is do i have enough footage do i have enough experience because if you do get with an agency and they start booking you and you're not getting any roles and you're not getting any work they might drop you you know so it's kind of a terrifying subject to really think about um but yeah, no, I was going to yeah. say, like, there are apps and websites like Backstage and Actors Access, but, like, Backstage, in order to actually submit, you have to pay for, like, a membership or whatever yeah. for, um, for Backstage, and it's just so expensive, so it's really, like, it's, it, when you were saying be careful, like, about what you spend money on, what you don't spend money on, like, it. I don't know. I'd like to hear, like, you know, oh, it's okay yeah. to spend money on backstage. No, but it, don't pay someone else. Like, and I think that's where you kind of have to just be honest with yourself. Like, if I'm like, when it comes to paying, I, I do think there's just things you have to pay for off the bat, and it sucks. Like, you have to pay for headshots right. unless you're me. Like, I'm so cheesy. I like because I did so much modeling. I would just like crop a modeling photo. <laughs> yeah, I, would, like, I mean, yeah you know it's expensive and i think that's why so many people and you know that's where you know the classic you're a waitress in the day you're an actor at night or um but so for actors access you have to pay about seventy dollars for a year subscription which you know i think it could be worse i think for a whole year membership to self-submit the problem is is you think to yourself am i going to submit you know like am i going to submit every day for unpaid roles that don't really guarantee my career. And so it's kind of up to you and you have to gauge where do I work the best? Where am I going to be the most productive? And I think for me, I am the most productive when someone else is relying on me. If someone is saying, hey, Elise, I need this in three days, I will get that to you. If it's up to me to do it and there's no deadline, I don't know if I'll get that in in three days. Like I'm just being honest with myself. And so there are, and I think the next thing is, um, showcases, you know, I've never actually gone to one before because that sounds terrifying. Like you go into a room and you perform for these people and they decide if they want you or not. Like, I don't know. I mean, to me, it sounds terrifying, but yeah, I think that's all. It's all very, I don't know. It's, it's a tough game, but I think if you just the more people you talk to, the more specific people will get with their advice. If you reach out to an actress, she'll say, "Oh, like Talent Link on Actors Access. I didn't know about that," and I think that's a great starting point. Um, specific agents that you researched from IMDb Pro. But you're right. The paying—that's, I think, a big reason why I haven't gone to a showcase. I don't want to pay three hundred dollars and drive to LA. But maybe that's what you have to do. You know, I—I I think it's—it sounds like most people get their agents from, from showcases. So, and that may, I mean, the showcases make sense. Like for, even for digitals, for any online submission, like it's cropped, you can get the lighting you want. You can get your hair the way you want it. You can get the angle the way you want it. But for when you actually go in person, they see the way you look, they see everything about you just in one look it makes sense that agents would be way more, you know, apt to picking someone up from yeah. a, an actual showcase, yeah. Um, rather, and that's kind of like in the music industry. Um, you know, when I would go out to Nashville and talk to a bunch of people, they were like, "Get your own following, get your own yeah. stuff going on," and that's when music industries will, will even begin to start to look at you because right now music music labels, record labels are looking at people who already have singles out just because with the internet and the technology today, they're like, you know, we don't care about some up and coming, you know, who doesn't have any followers on Instagram. We care about someone that's literally already established and already has done work. And we're just going to pick them up from there. So it's kind of like in today's day and age, it's not like it, it used to be where you hear about like oh so they discovered her at a Dairy Queen. It's like that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, like, no. Instagram and everything like that because anyone can post. And anyway, I kind of went off on like three different tangents. But no, but that's it's yeah. all part of the same. And it, and I don't you know there's no I think that's the bottom line is there's no clear path. I think mm-hmm. you kind of just have to think about yourself and what works best for you. I think. I think social media is bringing. So, I mean, that's how we got into modeling. Someone DM'd you on Instagram, saw your photo said, Hey, model for us. And so I think that kind of just putting yourself out there as much as you can while doing what you love, while thinking about what you love and what's very you don't try to do something. That's not you. Um, And I also networking, like I literally hate that word with a (laughs) passion, but like, And I am probably the worst networker on the planet, but I think just meeting people and talking to them. And one, you get advice, you learn about their career and maybe they'll remember you. And maybe they'll say, hey, remember that girl? She's a singer and I should have her in this. So yeah, very scary industry for sure. But No, it really is. It is. I like what you said, like have them remember you. Like I, I remember you know, you kind of want to know what your trademark is. Like sometimes you don't know. And I found out in high school, everyone just knew me as the girl with like the really long blonde hair. So I'm like, if that's my trademark and if that's what people remember me by, then I'm going to market myself as the girl with the really long blonde hair. Yeah. Um, And like, it's okay to kind of just be like, oh, well, like, you know, just, I remember actually, Mom's friend in the industry. She was kind of helping us with some things, and she said to my mom, "She was like Ava should cut her hair, like in order to be like recognized as more like I don't know older or I don't even know what she was trying to do with that. Like I don't even know, but she I don't know. And and my mom was like, No, like that is Ava's like trademark. Is like her long hair. Like that is like something that like makes her herself. And anyway, don't let other people try and like tell you, you know." what you're, what you should and shouldn't do. Like if it's not yourself, then, you know, sometimes a haircut though, it does look really good on people. So don't be afraid, but, um, but anyway, Elise, thank you so much for walking us through the agents, um, the agent timeline, what to do. Um, I have a lot to do, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I really appreciate it. No, thank you for listening. It was kind of for myself. Honestly, I was like, I'm going to talk about this and then I'm going to, take notes for myself because I I think just organizing a good list of, okay, this is how you do it. This is where you go. Cause it's overwhelming. And I think anyone can, and, and any there's, if I want to do writing, let's say I want to be a television writer. I'm also going to have to find an agent for that. So agents are just, if you want to be an agent, you should, because they're very needed in this. Well, I was going to say, um, you know, just like what I was saying about my TikTok um, you know, Elise is obviously going to go on the hunt for an agent and, you know, the more you listen to our podcast, I'm sure Elise will give us little tidbits about how her, how her journey is going with that. So, um, I'm excited to hear more. Um, hopefully, hopefully some, some success for both of us in the, in the upcoming time. But yeah, I think that was kind of like to wrap up our more like serious discussions of, um, you know, Career and in uh, interviews and everything, and I think we're gonna wrap up Angel Babies right after the break with some rapid fire questions, uh, talking about our family reunion we're going to next week, yes. um, and yeah, just some kind of like fun little get to fun. know, uh, yeah, a little just more, a little lighter, more casual, <laughs> yeah. But um, this is the Angel Baby Show. I'm Ava Lynn, and I'm Elise, and we will come right back to you right after the break.
1: I keep it juicy, juicy i eat that lunch mm-hmm. yeah. she keep that booty, booty she keep that plump, yeah that beauty, beauty yeah, yeah. If you could see it from the front we you see it from the back Back, 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 juicy, it back If you could see it from the front Till like you see you could the back yeah.
2: you see like it from the thick it like it fat, yeah Like to keep on wantin' Buddy, welcome back. Um, I'm Elise. I'm Ava Lynn. And this is the Angel Baby Show. We just talked about getting an agent. Um, right after Elise's amazing interviews, Elise talked a lot about the steps to getting an agent, specifically an acting agent, but also you have to get an agent if you're a sports broadcaster, a writer, literally anything. Um, model um so yeah we were just kind of talking about how to get an agent money everything like that so if you missed it go ahead um look at our Second podcast agent. and um go find that but for now we want to talk a little bit more casually about just like our lives right now we were talking about way in the beginning that it's like almost back to school time which is crazy and elise and i or my whole family are, is going to south carolina for a family reunion um and we're actually really excited family reunions are really fun um kind of messy sometimes with so much fun we usually go on or in the past we've gone on cruises those are i think our family's like personal favorite are cruises just because they're like really easy you don't have to clean you don't have to cook um everything is kind of provided for but now we've gone to a lot of beach houses and trip island lots of east coast things Florida. Now we're going to a lake house. Um, so this is kind of fun family reunions, you know, They're just really fun. I know. And I'm, I'm going to have to do my work remote during that week. And so I'm kind of, I'm like, okay, well I'm on East coast time. So I think my hours are going to be like 11 to seven, which oh is not gosh. great, That's but not I know it's, but I was like, you know, I can And I feel like with family reunions, respectfully, like I do want to have some time to, like, (laughs) time to dip out. Love them. And it's so fun, but you know, we'll start to kind of kill each other if we spend too much time together. Literally. Oh my God. But I'm so excited. I'm because we, so we lived in North Carolina for five years. And I think being in California for a couple of years now, like, I really crave just being back on the East coast. Sometimes I feel like my friends over there, just very different than me now. And in like the best way, like just very calm, everything feels easier there. It's like a slower pace. Um, I love summers. I love the lake house. So I am really excited to just kind of wind down for a bit. I feel like I started my internships. Like I got out of school on Friday, finished my last final and I started my internships on Monday and have not really had time off. I even worked like when I was in Cabo because when it's remote optional, it's like your work life and home life balance really gets confusing. And so um, that being said, I hope that we can kind of relax a little bit during the family reunion. Um, But yeah, so I think for the next part of the show, Ava and I wanted to talk a little bit about Um, It's just things that we talk about with each other. And I don't know, what do you, do you want to talk about concepts? I feel like like, rapid fire. What are you thinking? I feel like we can introduce the idea of a concept. And then maybe one of my questions, I'll ask you like who you think are concepts. But so my best friend and I in high school, um, I don't know if she came up with it or if someone she knew came up with it, but basically there are people in our lives celebrities, people we know that are just concepts and there's really no explaining them. And anyone, there's people that try to be concepts, kind of that, like, um, Johnny Depp, like, you know, he wants to be a bunch of different things. Um, but they really are just like almost trying too hard to be a concept. Like some people are genuinely just concepts. Like there's no way to describe them. There's no way to like determine why they do the things that they do. Um, they're just concepts. And like, it could be in a good way. It could be in a bad way, but there's a lot of times in our lives when we can't describe someone. So we're just like, they're like a concept, you know, it's just really difficult to describe them. And I, well, I learned when I took me a long time to get what you meant by concept, but now I use it all the time because it's kind of like for things you just can't describe. And so for me, like a concept is definitely someone that they're just unpredictable. I feel like that's the easiest way or very mysterious, or you can't figure them out. If someone's just very predictable, you feel like you know them very well, kind of in a good way, like they're, they're honest and they're, they're kind of true to themselves or you just kind of get, and i think for me like because i write so much i kind of characterize people and i study people and i think okay this person is the dreamer this is the narcissist this is the go getter and when someone's a concept that kind of throws everything out the window for me because i can't yeah. categorize them and they constantly surprise me and so i think concepts really do they're in life but they're also in stories and people and so for i'm trying to think like we were having fun because we're talking about people we know and i think like with dating i tend to like go for the concepts i yeah. love, like these crazy people that are insane and super complicated or just impossible to figure out um i feel like ava kind of like not so uh, much i definitely what, what don't do say? i definitely <laughs> don't i go for like the very stereotypical usually like um not so like nice um but Elise like goes for the very like different out of the box concepts for people <laughs> like who is a concept that's like a good like kind of like um um like timothy chalamet where you're just kind of like i don't know like he's yeah. playing Willy he's playing willy wonka and yeah. you're just like Wait, what? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it doesn't make sense. And there's certain things that people could do that's like kind of, okay, wait, are they a concept? Maybe they are because they just confused me with what they just did. But, like, an example of someone that's like not a concept would be like Hillary Duff. Like, she's not a concept. Everyone knows Hillary Duff. Everyone likes her. Everyone likes her. She's She's just just like, favorite friend. Yeah. A great example of a concept is like Nicolas Cage. Like, oh my God. I love Nicholas. I'm obsessed with Nicholas. He's, no, he's actually like my, when people ask me like, Oh, who's your favorite actor? I say with the straight Nicholas Cage, like I'm obsessed with him. And he like, for example, he bought, like he's already bought his own graveyard in new Orleans. He's obsessed with Elvis. He's been married like seven times. He married someone in Vegas for oh. seventy two hours he bought a castle in Europe. He's declared bankruptcy multiple times. Like he is a walking concept. I, I don't think I've ever met more of a concept in my life. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, no, Elise is definitely attracted to concepts. I get like almost annoyed with them because I like to like be very logical and I like to understand like why, why, why. But Elise, like, I think you have a better idea of just like being like, no, they're just... the. They're just this. They're just the way that they are. Um, But sometimes they're annoying too, because you can't really trust a concept. Like I'm trying to think, I'm trying to, because if it was just you and I talking, we would know people and people would be like, oh yeah. But I'm trying to think of like, and the concept isn't always like a negative connotation too. Like I think it can be almost in awe of someone. Like I find Margot Robbie to be a concept because she is so gorgeous. Like probably the most beautiful person I've ever met. Or seen, not met. I've never met her. Mm-hmm. But she's so nice, so talented, seems so humble in interviews. And I'm like, she is a concept to me. Because how can someone be that gorgeous and emotional and talented? And go- like, I don't and, know. How- yeah. Don't know how- and she's also like from Australia, but like rocks to like New Jersey accent. And yeah. like, how did she even get there? Like, I honestly need to read um some some facts about Margot Robbie, because sometimes I'm like, wait, she's from Australia, but she, she like is also like in like Harley Quinn. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't make no. sense. To me. And that's a concept because you can't yeah. you don't understand it. Maybe they've accomplished something and you're like, wow, like, like any famous fantasy writer, like J.R. Tolkien or the Harry Potter series, the creator of a whole world who was able to come up with languages and Like, that is a concept. Like, he is a concept. Like, how did, what is going on inside his head? No, literally. The main question with the concept is so funny. I know we like, we could go on and on about concepts. And honestly, if you hear us talking about concepts later on, now you guys know what's going on in our brains when we think of a concept. Um, But sadly, we ran out of time. I feel like this episode went by so fast. We didn't get to do our rapid fire questions, but we will come back with those because we do those all the time. Elise was coming up with some great ones. Like if you were a specific thing in Christmas, what would you be like? And I answered with like a sugar cookie, angel, sparkle, like fairy, like... (laughs) sugar cookie so anyway if you want to hear some fun random rapid fire questions i'm sure we'll get to those soon but this is the angel baby show i am Evelyn, and i'm elise and you just heard all about agents and tiktok and interviews with actors and producers and everything else um but this was a fun episode thank you guys so much for joining us for making us number one and number two um across platforms and we're just so excited to be here so excited to share what we know about entertainment and just also life in general um and i'm just i'm super excited that you guys are here with us and and listening to us and we're really excited for the next episode Thank you. Thank you to Jeremiah Higgins, our executive producer, and Dr. D, our sound engineer for making us sound great. Um, We're super excited for our next episode. See you guys next time. Thank you. Bye.
4: Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at Jeremiah at the dot com or on messenger on Facebook or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and sound producer engineer Richard Dr. D. Dugan. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. And me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. (laughs)